place. All right. Welcome back. This is the week you missed with Todd and Jared. Jared and Todd, it is March 11, 311. Is that a special number? Sounds like it. I don't know. We got Ghost of Kiev, Putin Go Fuck Yourself t-shirts, trying to donate to Ukrainian refugees. And we got an exciting day of conversations for you. I know what I want to talk about. It's Russian related, which I feel like everything is going to be Russian related for a little bit. But uh, Brittany Griner. <laughs> the, oh, the, the, uh, the WNBA. Yeah, person. WNBA. I'm sorry to laugh. I feel horribly for Brittany Griner. That's a, a definitely horrible situation. I have um, quite a few thoughts for this in general. One, uh, my main thought, and I feel like this is where uh, I'm probably starting here because it's probably what most people disagree with me the most or don't really see eye to eye with me. Okay. I don't understand. I don't understand why everyone just wants more money and more money and more money with no regard for morals or what you're doing or how you're getting it or anything like that. So uh, a lot of people have been saying like, hey, why was Brittany Griner in Russia? That just doesn't make sense. And then a lot of other people and like some articles uh, are even using words like she had to be in Russia where you're like, no, like she didn't have to be in Russia. And basically the excuse was, and I do see like some of the reasoning, was the WNBA has a collective bargaining agreement with all of their players, which I don't even really understand what collective bargaining really means. MLB just had a collective bargaining agreement that didn't really go well. Seems like it's a way to kind of like take advantage of a lot of the players, more or less. Uh, so- Hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry. I need to, I need to jump in. It's actually the exact opposite. No. Agreement is it's a, it's what you have when you have a union. Yeah, but it but it, it ends up hurting the players more. I I need to read more oh, into okay. it of how it really works. I guess collective bargaining yeah, is supposed to help the the players unite and bargain, but what ends up happening is the owners have too much power and really just make all of the rules. So, uh, and again, I'm not like super uh, knowledgeable about this, but basically for the WNBA, they have capped salaries at $200,000 or $250,000 a year or something, um, somewhere around that, which like, I don't really understand how you can cap a salary. If someone wants to pay uh, Brittany Griner half a million or a million dollars a year, why can't they, if they have the money, that just like, that's the part I mean, where it hurts the players. Yeah. Um, it, it gives them rights in, in other senses, but I feel like that hurts. But basically, she only makes quarter million dollars a year in America. When she goes to Russia to play, she makes like a half a million dollars a year. So a lot of people were like, oh, she has to go to Russia because she makes so much more money there. Here's my thing. Quarter million dollars to play a sport or any job is still an amazing amount of money and completely good to live a great life. So like, yeah, maybe you make more in Russia, but why do you have to make more money when you're making plenty? And it's like, hey, I could make more. And I hate, I'm sorry to like be so um, uh, dramatic with my exaggerate and like exaggerate with my comparisons, but I feel like that's what makes the point. Hey, I could make a million dollars for the Nazis. Am I going to do it? No. At a certain point, like it doesn't matter how much money you make. You should just do something that's comfortable, that you believe in, that is morally right. So yeah, she's making more money in Russia. But I would have never gone there to be, to begin with, with how much we hear about Russia and the government and all that. So that was just weird to me. Then to break a law in Russia, 
is a little weird to me. My my empathy, I have empathy for her, and I'm guessing like maybe she's carried a cart so many times. I kind of do it. I forget that they're illegal sometimes or that they're not allowed. Sometimes, like, I've literally, I'll admit it, I've smoked in class before, before students come in, because just by habit, I reach in my pocket, I take it out, and it's like, it's just muscle uh, memory, and I just take a hit, and you don't even really realize what you're doing. So maybe she took it on the, like, plane without really realizing it, but, like, what's going on? So, okay, so I, I agree. It's sort of, it's interesting. So I agree sort of with the point about, like, you know, if you get into bed with shady governments or you have to go shady places to make more money, like you need to be aware of the consequences. Um, you know, and I think, look, I mean, $250,000 is, it's a good amount of money, but any amount of money can be a low paying salary depending on what lifestyle, what lifestyle you live, which is a free choice. And I don't know her sort of familial obligations or anything, but you know, it is, she was able to make a lot of money over in Russia, I guess. And I think that, you know, I think it is possible that she actually did what she was accused of, or that had this, you know, half almost empty THC cartridge or whatever on her. I also do think though, that in the point that you didn't bring up that I think is very relevant is that, you know, look, we, we know that the Russian government is not on the up and up, that they're sort of corrupt and that frankly, they're looking at ways to sort of, you know, get one over on um, America. So I do think that, you know, and this is why I think they were warning Americans to get the hell out of Russia because with all these tensions escalating, and look, we are we are dumping weapons into Ukraine, which to me, like that's the thing I'm sort of confused about. It's like, if I give someone a gun and then that person shoots you, me and the person who shoots you are gonna get arrested. So I don't understand how a country, like how is it not considered an act of war with all these countries arming Ukraine? And like, I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing it. Like, good, let's, yeah, let's yeah. Cool. But it seems like we're playing with fire here. Cause like at some point Putin's gonna be like, you know what? All these weapons that are killing our soldiers all came from Poland and Sweden and UK and America. So you know what? Yeah, we're gonna start fighting back or we're gonna do a cyber attack or we're gonna do this, that and the other. Like, yeah. you know, we are, I don't get it, but so I do think that, you know, Russia is probably, cause there's a couple other Americans. There's like one Marine that got in like a drunken fight in Moscow and he's been held for a while. And there's two, you know, two uh, big Marines, I think cases in Brittany. And the, um, and you know, the, the wide speculation that I read or the couple of pieces I read on it is that Russia is holding them for basically like a spy exchange or, or to be able to get something from them, which is just like, such a cold war throwback so here here's what's interesting is like we just got actually a russian spy who was working in the government some woman um last week which like makes me think did we get her so that we have a pawn in the negotiation process as well because like i can't imagine we didn't know about this spy for a while it seems like a wild coincidence that we just caught a spy the week that russia invades I don't know. It seems like to me, I wouldn't be surprised if we knew about her and we were monitoring her, making sure she wasn't doing anything like too bad, but we were just waiting for the time to kind of capture her. Um, maybe it was for Brittany Griner, maybe for another negotiation uh, piece, but I definitely believe that Brittany's um, a negotiation tactic for sure. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, and look, I'm, I am no expert. I've never been in the military. I've never been in intelligence services or anything. You're from but, Texas, you have guns. Oh, this is true. <laughs> but, you know, I, I read a lot of spy novels. And again, I am not saying this makes me like an expert on anything, but a lot of, you know, when you, when governments sort of know someone is spying, are gonna, you don't necessarily want to immediately arrest them because if you keep watching them, you can see, okay, well, we knew this person's doing some shady shit, but they're probably interacting with other people, obviously, it would be good of us to right. find these people. So you sort of let them operate or you start feeding them information that you know is sort of sensitive enough that it will be of interest to someone, but maybe isn't actually really that damaging if it gets out to uh -huh. try to sort of like flush things out. Right. Uh, so I do think that, you know, we could have been watching this spy for months or years and sort of, you know, trying to map out who else, you know, the network she had built. Um, and then, you know, you make a decision to pounce on someone at some point. Um, but, right. you know, I think that, you know, I think it's the same to back to the Brittany uh, thing, though, and, and with, you know, the, the choices she made, it's like, look, if you go to you go to shady countries like you're gonna like when I went to Dubai, people told me and I was only there for a day and a half. People are like, you cannot get drunk and be out in public. They're like, if you want to, if you want to get a little buzz, post up in like your hotel and do what you want because they're going to be fine in your hotels. But if you're walking around the street and you're like stumbling or if you're obviously drunk, it's like you will be arrested and it will be a bad time for you. Yeah, so I didn't, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Well. Here's another question, I guess, is like, um, I will identify you as like um, a Texan who loves guns. Well, uh, that might not be it, but you're a Texan who got, loves guns. Would you go to a country, let's say the country's called Bahamas, whatever, if Bahamas was known to hate Texans and hate people with guns? No. Would you, you wouldn't, right? <laughs> Russia is pretty known to hate gay people. They have a whole campaign of yeah. getting rid of gay people. So like that is another question of like, why is Brittany Griner, that's kind of the angle I'm seeing this is like, why are so many people so willing to just get money from places that are immoral and don't like them? And like, I, I guess like I, I feel badly for Brittany. I wish this never happened, but I want people to kind of like open up their eyes and be like, hey, I should start making decisions for what I actually believe in or what is right instead of just money because money only goes so far and it's not the whole world. Like there's a lot more stuff important, like freedom uh, and being with your family than just having more money. Yeah, no, and I think it's it, that, you know, the, the LGBTQ angle is sort of interesting here because, you know, Russian, Russia being against, you know, gay folks in general has been well-documented for years now, um, you know, very long time. So it's sort of, I don't know, that angle is sort of interesting. It's like, that's really sort of like compromising what I would view as probably a very core belief. You know, obviously if you, I mean, she has a wife, right? Like she's, yeah. Yeah, like, she's, very, so, she's like a very out there gay and, um, and a big proponent for like LGBT rights. So it's like, it's not like she's quiet about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely sucks. But like, when you really like zoom out and look at it, it's like, this isn't necessarily surprising that this happened. Like, like it's unfortunate, it sucks. Yeah, but I it's guess it's surprising. Here's my last question. And then we'll see what you got to uh, talk about. But how long do you think this is going to go on? Do you think Britney's going to spend 10 years in jail? Do you think she'll be out within a couple months through negotiation and, um, and whatnot? Or do you think this is going to be pretty, uh, she's going to be treated just like anyone else? 
I don't think there is a chance she gets out anytime soon. And I would sort of base that on the thought that, you know, Putin obviously is pissed off at America and at NATO and all these people for essentially being involved in the Ukrainian war without being involved. And I think he's going to find whatever way is possible to sort of strike back at these sort of proxy war players that are supporting Ukraine, but aren't actually in the battlefield. Right. And um, so, yeah, I think it could be until, you know, until the Ukrainian stuff calms down. I don't think there's probably a chance because I think that, look, if you're, I know governments obviously are big, massive bureaucracies, so people can handle things, but my whole thing would be like, hey, we've got a war going on. We're not really concerned about one of our prisoners. Like when the war ends, we'll talk about, you know, a prisoner exchange or releasing her or her getting an appeal or whatever. Right. But, you know, if, if I were if I were in the Russian command and control or like the government, I'd be like, yeah, we don't, she's a prisoner. She broke our laws. She got sentenced in our court systems. She knew exactly what the deal was. And yep. yep. And you know, you might think it's strict, but these are our laws and that's that. And, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Cause I think at this point also that America certainly probably can't be seen to be giving anything to Russians, even if it helps her. I think that's the other thing. It's like, you know, if it came out that Brittany got freed and then it was like, and we released two spies, it would just be like, oh, look, America's doing deals with Russia, these murderous monsters, da 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 da. The optics right now are just not in a place that would allow for any type of like, uh, you know, prisoner exchange or anything like that. And I don't think, and Russia's obviously not going to just be like, oh, we messed up. She's free. Go home. Like, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not happening. I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm worried that she gets like actually like killed or, um, or like gets tortured or something and they escalate it. Um, but I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think she's getting out. I just hope that she's like treated like a prisoner and not like, um, uh, tortured or anything. Cause, uh, I'm sure Russia yeah. has some pretty wild tactics. You know, and I think uh, generally speaking, I don't think they like torture in the sense of like strapping you down to a bed and like shocking you kind of thing. But like the torture of being in a Russian prison it, that is just sort of like the baseline standard of Russian prisons would be torturous for the average American and probably average worldwide human. You know, it's yeah. like shit conditions. It's not going to be good. It's going to be a terrifying situation because you're there. I don't know if she speaks Russian or not, but either way, it's going to be a very, very uncomfortable experience. Um, With no contact. She hasn't been able to talk to anyone except her Russian lawyer. And her Russian lawyer is who like um, relays everything. So who knows if even the Russian lawyer is saying what's actually happening. Like, it's hard to believe. Well, and I would also, you know, I haven't dug into this case super deeply, but it would be super interesting to see like, who is this Russian lawyer? Because odds are the Russian lawyers probably could very well be more loyal to the Russian government than to her. Oh, like, without doubt, <laughs> without doubt. You can't go against the Russian government. You'll get killed. Like, uh, so what do yes. you got for us, Todd? You know, we're going to pivot away from Ukraine because I feel like it's everything been done because I think a big, uh, a big story uh, happened yesterday or came to a conclusion that I've just found hilarious from the jump. Uh, esteemed Frenchman Juicy Smollier uh, was sentenced yesterday. <laughs> so Juicy Smollett. Um, Wait, you know, French? No, it's a, it's a allusion uh. to a, uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle had a bit about like, you'll hear about this Frenchman, Juicy Smoulier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
so I think the, you know, the thing with him, it's like, as soon as his story came out being like, yes, I was walking at 3 a.m. in Chicago in 20 degree weather when I was attacked by a band of MAGA hat wearing white racists who threw a noose around me and poured bleach on me. It's like, as soon as that story broke, any person who has half a brain was like, something's up here. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Like the, the first day, the first day it came out, people were um, like, yeah. immediately. Like, and if, and if you didn't have doubts about that story, and if you possibly believed it for, like, you just aren't paying attention and you don't understand the world. Like, it's, yes, Chicago, an extremely liberal city is obviously known for its massive white racist republic, like, ban like no, come on. At, at like, three in the morning when it was like, I think it was like negative 20 degrees that day or something. <laughs> But he, he got sentenced to 150 days in jail. Um, and then I think a couple years of felony probation and also ordered to pay some fines and restitution to the uh, city of Chicago and maybe Cook County. Um, but it was funny, he had some, he had some outburst after the judge sentenced him. That I'm, was I'm not suicidal, right? Yeah, and it's like, yo bro, like you're not Jeffrey Epstein. Like you're, you're not involved in some like, conspiracy theory about that involves the world's like most powerful people like he it was just like the whole time this is just such a narcissistic exercise by him to make himself seem more important than he is wait 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 i i didn't even understand that so you think he, he was saying i'm not suicidal because he thinks he's going to be killed yes yeah obviously no that's definitely why he's saying that yeah. i didn't even i didn't even make that connection i just thought he was crazy and he was yeah. uh I think he is suicidal because of how much he's screaming that. <laughs> like, no, that is, I mean, everything I read, and that's my, that was my first thought was he's saying I didn't that, even think of that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, you're right. Um, that makes sense. He thinks he's going to get killed in jail. Dude, do you think he's going to kill himself in jail? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Cook County Jail isn't a fun place. Um, and I, I mean, 150 days, basically six months. He'll probably get out in like four months and, you know, maybe three. So I don't know. I mean, I hope he doesn't. I don't want to see the guy die. It would be sad. But it's like, it just, just seeing the level of like, oh, and he was also like one, he was like a couple minutes late for his sentencing hearing, which also did him absolutely no favors. Um, which I, I can't, my mind was blown when I read that he was late for his own sentencing hearing. It's like, you were found guilty and you show up late, pissing off a judge that basically gets to just dictate what your sentence is based yeah. on. The whole thing is wild. And then, um, I, I mean, I don't know, I guess if you like do something, you gotta like maintain your innocence the whole time. But like, I just thought it was weird that his brothers afterwards were like, just kept saying, no, he's innocent. No, he's innocent. And it's like, no, this one was clear cut. He was guilty. Like, yeah, it, wasn't just, even, it wasn't close. But like most people, as soon as they heard it, were like, this isn't right. Something's yeah. off. And then after all the evidence we saw, like, I don't know who like the Juicy Smollett like truthers are, are being like, no, it actually was these two white MAGA hat wearing, you know, racists. Like, the Nigerian guys came out and said it was us. We got paid. Like that was all the evidence you really even needed. He paid him with a check too. Hey Jeremy, if you're gonna do something illegal, do you do you write a check? Nope. And guess what? You don't use Bitcoin either because Bitcoin is not is, is traceable. You use cash. Use cash. Uh, cash is <laughs> it, so, it, it's, it's just mind blowing. 
So what do you think? Um, do you think he's going to have a career when he gets out? Do you think he'll ever have another acting gig? I mean, yeah, of course he will. I think he's going to be considered like, I don't know, he'll, he'll, he'll continue acting. Like the thing that was always crazy about this is like, Juice, he is now most famous because of this. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't know was, him before. He was on like a middling show on Fox called Empire that was like fine. I don't know. I guess he was, um, he was a mighty duck. Oh, he was that bad. I think that was probably like his first acting gig, right? That was his first gig. He was on the team of the Mighty Ducks. He's one of like the supporting roles. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he, sh- he probably should have quit his career then. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, too, that that movie had um one of the most famous Bitcoin um guys in it also. What, one of the Winklevoss? No, the kid Gordon Bombay. So like it's only one little scene where Gordon Bombay is like having a memory of uh, when he was on the good team and he does the triple deke to score at uh, the penalty kick or whatever, penalty shot. And um, that is Brock Pierce, who is a Bitcoin billionaire now, who also had a pretty wild story. Uh, he got accused of like sexually assaulting an 18 year old man. And uh, and yeah, I don't know, <laughs> like that story is pretty weird. He didn't get really in trouble for it, but it definitely seems like, um, Definitely seems like it wasn't nothing, um, but that was a, a pretty interesting um, story. So, like, that Mighty Ducks uh, cast, what happened there? <laughs> I don't know, man. But it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's. I don't know. I just, I'm just happy this thing came to a, to a resolution. Oh, and the, the Twitter memes on it are hilarious because all these people are like, it's super sad and I feel bad for Juicy that he's going to have to be serving his jail sentence with his attacker. <laughs> Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, and so it's uh, yeah. I mean, look, you it play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, I don't, I don't. It's the whole thing was just ridiculous. Um, and I'm I'm glad it it worked out in a way that you know he's actually going to face some punishment for this. He's going to pay back the people of Chicago for all the money that was wasted and time that was wasted. And and it's just especially disheartening, like. It's not like Chicago is a peaceful town where the cops don't have actual problems to worry about. Like, it was so much worse because they took so many man hours to run this down, to try to find these people, to find his attackers, and then for it to basically be like, oh, this was all a hoax. Yeah. Like, how many man hours were wasted that could have been, you know, put to use finding actual murderers and, you know, actually helping solve some of the real crime that is taking place on a daily basis in Chicago. So it's just, it's gross. Body got sentenced to something. I don't want him to die. I think he's a crazy, insane narcissist. And I don't know, it's just, it was a wild story start to finish. And I'm, I'm pleased with the resolution. I, yeah, I definitely agree. And I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to include one little last segment, uh, tidbit because it's kind of related and uh, we'll end with it, but I feel like, um, it definitely does a disservice to the police force and like serving justice because how is a cop going to be motivated when like this is like the type of stuff that happens, which also what else happened in um, Philadelphia last week? I, I don't know if you heard. It actually isn't like too big news yet, which is a little surprising, but a 12 year old boy um, was shooting or was doing something not good in South Philly with a 17 year old boy. And then uh, the cops came and the cops started chasing them and the 12 year old boy shot at the police and the police shot back. 
because they're getting shot at and they killed the 12 year old boy. Um, and then guess what happened? They got fired. Yeah. Which like, I don't understand if, if you broke the law, you should get arrested because you killed someone or yeah. if you did your job, you should have your job. But yeah. to get fired is like in the middle. And like, I guess what made me think of it is like, how are we supporting these cops and telling them we want them to protect us when this is how we treat them and we like waste their time or we like uh, accuse or get them in trouble for doing something that like is pretty much their job. Um, I don't know. It's just not good. But yeah. uh, I guess last thing my bad is um, Biden with his address said we need to fund the police. And I think that was a good thing he said, because it's like, no, we definitely need to get back behind the blue because shit is out of control right now. Yeah, no, and I think the, the deal with police, so I actually was reading a Reddit thread about that case and everyone, even people that were like, not that are very anti-police were like, something is super weird about this because like everything they're saying, you know, it's a tragic situation, but like that's about as clean of a cut good shooting like if someone shoots at a cop and the cop shoots that person I don't know what to tell you like it, it sucks especially when it's a child who gets shot but like you know if you shoot at the cops you're going to get shot back at and like I think pretty much everyone knows that and you should be blamed the mom and the dad or whoever's in charge of that kid why does this kid have a gun why is this kid out on the street at night why is this kid hanging out with 17 year olds with guns Guess what their excuse was when he shot at the cops? They thought yeah. it was a rival neighborhood gang or something. Yeah. That's your excuse? You thought it was a gang? Like, that's not an excuse. You shouldn't be in gunfights. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's certainly a reason. Um, it's not like an excuse what happened. Like, I don't, it's just, it, the whole thing is just insane. And I think, you know, obviously I think there needs to be some reforms on the police in terms of accountability. I don't like qualified immunity a lot and think that could be modified, but I do think police officers need to have more money invested in them in terms of additional training and ongoing support. Like I think as a cop, you should never not be in training. You should basically have continuous, you know, they if you work 40 hours a week as a cop, at least, you know, 10% of that time per month should be spent on doing like physical exercise as part of your job, not off duty. Like right. you should be doing, you should be learning like judo or jujitsu or doing running or weightlifting. Like, cause you always see, you see these cops that they have to be fit to get hired, but then the stereotype kicks in of the fat, lazy cop. And then once they're no longer held to these standards and because that they're in, you know, they, they become just blobs <laughs> and, mm -hmm. You know, it's, I think it's, the cops need more training. They need more support. They should all be basically probably assigned a therapist and be forced to do at least like, you know, one therapy session a month, you know, just standard. Not yeah. if they shoot someone, just you need, you are talking to a therapist at least once a month. And that is a requirement and it will be paid for. But yeah, I think it's, um, you know, hopefully in the next couple of years, we start seeing some some police reform and some some advancements in terms of additional training and the standardization of body cams and, you know, systems to better hold cops accountable. Because look, we all know that there are cops that get away with shit they shouldn't. Like that's yeah. like, no one's gonna say that. Like anyone who says all cops are bastards or that all cops are good and heroes, they're both wrong. They're yeah. both very, very, very wrong. Yeah. Um, 
and so, you know, we got to find a way to weed out the bad apples and we need to find a way to make it easier to hold people more accountable for their, for their actions if they do something that is illegal or that is just like something that we shouldn't have police be doing. I don't know, but it's, uh, you know, it's a common question, but yeah. Completely agree. So then let's uh, close out the episode for next week. Uh, what do you what do you predict is going to be a wild uh, event next week? <laughs> I think I, I think the thing that is going to be interesting to watch is look because the the entire Western civilization and media has basically aligned behind Ukraine and supporting Ukraine. The thing that no one is really liking to talk about, and I really don't see expressed, is that Russia is steadily making gains. Yes, they're having a lot of losses, but I don't think Russia cares. And so I think when when the Ukraine ends up sort of losing this conflict one way or the other, because I don't think there's a way that they can really win, um, people are going to be shocked because they're going to be like, but I thought they, I thought the Ukrainians were fighting back and the Russians were doing such bad tactics. And it's like, yeah, they had shitty tactics, but they were just throwing men into a meat grinder. Like they were just, you know, and I think, you know, everyone, a lot of people are sort of projecting American military values onto the Russian military. And it's like, you're under some sort of weird assumption that Vladimir Putin cares when one of his soldiers dies. Yeah. He doesn't. He does not care. And like, so I don't know, but I think it's going to be a really rude awakening for a lot of people that, you know, don't really understand act like the actual like geopolitics of this or like the history of Russia and their military. And like, it's going to be rough, but you know, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that the Ukrainians can push the Russians out and I hope that they, you know, get back those breakaway regions if that's sort of what they want or if that's part of the solution. I don't know, but I think it's, there's a lot of sort of expectations around this war that are being built up in a way that I think are going to make a lot of people be, be very confused by the outcome of this. Yeah, I think um, related, but a different angle. I think the price of gas oh, and the price, the price of food, um, because like, um, the price of nickel has gone up insane. They actually stopped trading on nickel for the next few days to try and like situate that or sort it out. The price of wheat, the price of corn, and the price of gas are all skyrocketing. And those skyrocketed this week. We're going to see the ripple effects of those skyrocketing prices in like a month or so. And when the price of food just keeps on rising and rising, I think that's when America is going to realize that this problem is affecting us a bit more than we thought. Um, and I don't know, I, I kind of think we're like one little uh, a George Floyd event or something in America happening from uh, America becoming um, uh, our own like war zone again. Um, I don't know, but it doesn't seem too good right now. I'm good, though. I'm happy. I love talking to you, Todd. It's always fun and enjoyable. Uh, I still need to visit North Carolina to get ready for uh, and do some like tactical training with all of your guns for whatever. <laughs> I need to do my 10% of work a month also, uh, but. Wait, hold on, before, before we end, let's sort of make a fun prediction. Because obviously gas prices are going bananas. What do you think we see the national average top out at? Uh, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if we hit $10. I think that's the number that, and it's, and it's interesting because like people, we always have these like psychological obsessions with numbers. And like, so I think that, Everyone's throwing 10. I'm going to go 11. I'm going to one-up you. <laughs> I heard someone this morning say 11, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I agree. And then um, I saw a video of a, a truck driver filling up his tank of gas, and it was like $1,400. Yeah. 
And like, that's, that's when it really hits you. Like, oh, this is definitely going to affect everything. Like how, uh, yeah, how are they going to eat those costs? They can't, they have to. I went shopping. I went to BJ's yesterday and I think I love I, BJ's. I bought, <laughs> <laughs> you're a child. Uh, I, I, I brought, bought about a thing, no joke about probably 20 pounds of meat that I'm sort of breaking up and freezing because right. we, have, we have a mutual friend who works in the food industry and she's like, oh yeah, meat prices are about to skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, already. So I, saw, I saw someone buy, um, they bought a whole cow and they said like, that's actually the best way to get meat. Cause if you butcher it yourself, you can get like a lot, you can get a meat for the whole year. Um, yeah. You just have to know how to kind of do it, but not a bad idea. Yep, yeah, well, but stock up if you can, because things are going up. Todd, just make sure you get some kosher meat for me when I when I come visit. <laughs> um, but awesome time. Thank you, as always. Everyone, fuck Putin. Fuck Putin. Buy a shirt. I'll post a link for the store. All proceeds going to Ukrainian refugees. Love you guys, as always. Love you, Todd. Peace. Peace.